Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. Can you believe we have finally come to the last chapter of the book of Acts? Acts chapter number 28. I love what G. Campbell Morgan said about this portion of Scripture. He said, this paragraph constitutes the last page of the first chapter of the history of the Christian church. Let me repeat that. This paragraph constitutes the last page of the first chapter of the history of the Christian church. He, he means by that that when you come to the end of Acts, you're not coming to the end of God's work. You're coming really to the beginning of everything God was setting in motion. You see, the book of Acts is really just the first chapter of what the Lord was going to do by the power of the Holy Spirit through the local New Testament church. And in fact, when we get to the end of Acts chapter 28, you're going to see that very vividly because there is no official uh, conclusion. There is no climax, uh, no signing off to the book of Acts. Because though no more scripture is being written, I want to declare to you with confidence today, the history of what God is doing in this world is still being written in heaven. And the Lord keeps good records. Aren't you thrilled? Honestly, aren't you thrilled that we get to be a part of what the Lord is continuing to do in this world? If you were a part of the early sections of this study, I said to you that the book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. Remember Acts 1, all that Jesus began both to do and teach? Oh, friend, he who began a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. So he continued that work all the way from Acts 1 to Acts chapter 28 and all the way from Acts 28 to where we are today. And when you move from Acts 1 to Acts 28, you move from Jerusalem to Rome. And that story is being told again and again and again through all the centuries because God is always advancing and the adventure continues. And now let's turn our attention to this amazing chapter, Acts 28. We'll be here just a little while because I want you to see uh, some principles that Paul uh, went back to again and again. Luke records for us again as they near the end. Acts 28, verse 1, and when they were escaped, now you remember what they escaped from. They had escaped from a shipwreck. They had faced Eurachlodon, and they had come through the storm. And the last verse of chapter 27 says they were all safe. Praise God for that. When they were escaped, then they knew that the island was called Melita. And the barbarous people showed us no little kindness. For they kindled a fire and received us every one because of the present rain and because of the cold. And when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, there came a viper out of the heat and fastened on his hand. And when the barbarians saw the venomous beast hang on his hand, they said among themselves, No doubt this man is a murderer, whom, though he hath escaped the sea, yet vengeance suffereth not to live. And he shook off the beast into the fire and felt no harm, 
Albeit they looked when he should have swollen or fallen down dead suddenly, but after they had looked a great while and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. Isn't it fascinating how quickly, uh, how fickle people are and how quickly people change their minds? Uh, These pagan people, barbarous people, didn't know God, uh, so they reasoned as most humans reason. Here is normal human reasoning. If something bad happens, uh, then surely you did something bad, and if something good happens, then you must be good. I'll just remind you that good things come to bad people. Uh, That's God's grace to sinners, and bad things still happen to good people. Uh, Paul was a good man. He was God's man, and yet he's still dealing with a venomous snake Satan, that old serpent, still striking to the very end and doing all he can to destroy the Lord's man. So as we near the end in Acts chapter 28, here's the first thing I want you to see. And it is, I think, as we live our journey, as we go on with God, something we must come back to again and again, and that is the care of God. The longer you live, the more you're going to see that God takes care of his own. Paul's nearing the end of his earthly journey. It's possible we are too. In fact, we're all living near the end of time, near the end of history as we know it. We're all living on the edge of eternity. Any moment, Jesus may call for us or come for us. And so those of us who are nearing the end, who are nearing the the last page of what the Lord is going to do through his church on this earth, need to go back and remind ourselves of some things that never change. And what a good place to start. Let's begin by reminding ourselves that God never changes. Much has changed in Paul's experience and life and circumstances, but God has never changed. Perhaps everything has changed for you. Maybe everything's upside down right now. Let me just remind you, dear listener, God will take care of you. At times, it seems like we move from one trial to the next, to the next, to the next, But I want you to know that at every trial, there is fresh grace. And everything you have to deal with today and in the days ahead will be another opportunity to prove the sufficiency of your God at every turn and twist on the journey, at every trial and test in life, you will find the care of God. Let me show you two parts to this. First, there's God's provision. So God provided for them. In fact, when they land on this island, no doubt they're They're hungry and they're cold, and so what does God do? God provides food and God provides shelter and warmth. And notice how he did it. He used barbarous people. Do you realize God can use anybody, anything he wants to? There are many channels but one source. Uh, The Lord makes the wrath of men to praise him, and the remainder he restrains. The Lord can work through anyone, and so here, here's the grace of God. He uses barbarians to show his kindness. It wasn't their kindness. There's no kindness in a barbarian. It was God's kindness. And so the Lord is providing, and the Lord's going to provide for you. And the second thing is not only God's provision, but also God's protection. You see, the snake is still striking. That old serpent, John wrote, the devil still striking at the Lord's people. That started way back in the Garden of Eden, you see, and it's continuing to this present time. But I love this. You remember the words of George Whitfield: uh, We are immortal till God is finished with us. God wasn't finished with Paul, so God protected him from the venom, from the poison. Uh, God's power is greater than the poison of this world. Genesis chapter 3, verse number 15, the Creator God looked at that old serpent 
and said someday the seed of the woman would crush the head of that serpent. That was the first promise of Messiah. I want you to know that Christ has already defeated that old serpent, the devil. Mark chapter 16, verse number 18, the Lord said to his disciples uh, that as they went, uh, even the venomous serpent would not stop them from advancing the gospel. Here is a direct fulfillment of that prophecy and of that promise. God provides for his servants and God protects his servants. Romans 16 verse 20 says that soon God will bruise Satan under your feet, shortly. That's the Bible word, shortly. In other words, someday the, the victory will be complete and eternal. You won't even have the battle anymore. Are you looking forward to that? Yes, amen. But I want to tell you today that until that day, God's going to take care of you. God is going to provide everything that you need and meet you where you are, even on some island in the middle of the sea that you never planned to be at and would never have chosen for yourself. God will meet you there and provide, and God will protect you until you see him face to face. And so as we near the end, let's remind ourselves today of the care of God, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ. Christ.